where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This Is Happening, the podcast. This is Nathan Streifel. And this is Eric Morris. And today we're joined by a super talented, gorgeous, charismatic, amazing... Super sexy friend of and mine beautiful. ...and actor, yes. Amin El-Gamal. He ha- was in the recent uh, reboot of Prison Break. He's been on Transparent. He's been on The Newsroom. He's been on Shameless. Yes. He's a working actor in L.A., living his life. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. How, how do you guys know each other? Because I don't know. <laughs> we went on a date. We oh. dated like twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're both very beautiful a people. A long time ago. It was when I first moved to L.A., I think, or yeah. fairly and you stayed friends, so it wasn't like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't mean, like, we didn't have constant, like, contact with each other. I think, you, okay, you stayed like, in touch. We've, we've stayed, stayed in, touch. in touch, and we've seen each other out and about, and it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's amicable. Yeah, it's very amicable. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It was well, good, the dates were good. There not, was nothing bad to be happened. here. It was yeah. nothing bad, it was just this like, is, okay, that was fun, and we were at the best connection yeah. with each other for, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, what a way to start a podcast. You're not a know, you're I not mean. a Mexican hotelier, and that's what that's what Nathan was oh, looking is that your for. Current? That's my current that's my current stick. Yeah, that's what's going on right now. No, you did much better. No. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, two actors can't date. It's no, true. yeah. You know what? Dating actors is a whole thing unto itself. I've done that anyway. Stories. Moving on. Stories. Moving on. Okay. No, I actually really like. I um was only able to prepare kind of briefly for this um, just in that I didn't like I, I well I'm so glad you reminded me of the the episode you did of Shameless because I do watch that series yes. and I remember your episode you were very Shocking, but thank you. you were very effective <laughs> no you were good you were good it was just it was like you know it was um, a good part of you know you were very good in it it meant a lot to me career wise because I had done my first job was this amazing sort of guest star role in the newsroom mm. right after grad school and then Describe I just that I just I, I'd watch that I hadn't too. worked what, what, for a while. what did you play in the newsroom um, I was a, an Egyptian reporter who corresponds with them during the revolution in the first season mm-hmm. and then I get kidnapped and then they like raise all this money to ransom me and like it's like a whole oh, thing. Oh, I remember that too. Okay, yeah. I watched that first season that was on HBO. You've yeah. really followed his whole career. It's weird because I got like, that's, Unknowingly, a, that's like not the biggest part I've had uh, by any means, but like it's the one that people still like seek me out for. Well, you, had a ver- you had a very big recurring arc on Prison Break. Yes. Which is on FX, right? <clears throat> no, Fox. Sorry, okay. Fox. So yeah, I'm very popular in the Midwest. Um, but yeah I mean you know and that was you know that stars um, is it still on? no that was a limited series they might bring it back but it was just nine episodes and it was a reboot of a previous Fox series also starring Mm -hmm. Wentworth Miller Mm -hmm. Um, and I her (laughs) and I read um, (laughs) I read an article about you in The Advocate um, which you know talked a lot about like kind of the confluence of your career and Wentworth Miller's career and there's another uh, openly gay actor that was on it too Augustus Prue right and I didn't know who that was but I read that in the article that's my mutual friend with Freckle Oh, oh wow! We just our previous we guest. Augie's if wedding. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. If you watch awesome. last, listen to last week's episode. Do you listen to Freckles' episode? They actually are being recorded on the same day. Sorry, I broke, <laughs> I broke the illusion. No, that's okay. no, it's totally okay. And you know, this is we reach out to our extended network, and yeah. that's what this is. You know, Prison much. Break makes sense as a limited series because it's like once you yeah. break out of the prison, it's like okay, what exactly what now? Yeah, the show has yeah. to change. But what I thought was really interesting about that article in The Advocate, um, you know, just was about out gay actors mm. and um, and Wentworth Miller, you know, I, I remember when, you know, I actually know Perez Hilton, Mario Lavandiera. Oh, that, yeah, that when he outed. He really did. Wentworth. He kind of like, he, he really Wentworth like... Wentworth Miller was outed 
Yes. Not of his own accord. Right. No. But, and Perez Hilton, Mario Lavandiera did that to a bunch of people. And I, I don't agree with that tactic. I also think, you know... I, I don't either, but I'd love to know what his point of view on that was. He has a different point of view, Mario does. But, um, but you know, I understand thinking, like, okay, it's time for us to be out. But that's someone's choice. And mm. I don't support, like... Beating someone over the head with, like, this yeah. story. I mean, I, I used to think that everyone should come out and that it was, like, you know, visibility was really important if everyone comes out. And it can't is. Be oppressed. And that is true to an extent. But, but it's also a matter of privilege. But someone has to do that for themselves. Yeah, it's a matter of privilege. Wentworth Miller was, like, a straight... And they're not going to... You know what? Someone's not going to be... Sex symbol, too, and his career was sort of tied up with it. Who knows what was going on with his family? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, an you know you an can't. unwilling someone becomes an unwilling representative of their community. That's not that's positive. Not helpful either. Well, it's also no, not a representative if it's unwilling. Yeah, I mean, I also I I started a a support group for LGBT Muslim people. That's my background. Well, I, and I that's what I really want to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, so I think that is what really changed my thinking about thinking everyone should come out because a lot of these people like some of them are immigrants. And, like, their parents still live in other countries, and, and some of them, like, they sort of made peace with it, and their parents are sort of okay with it, but it's not something they really talk about, or, like, people have financial issues tied up in that, or, like, it, it could, like, threaten their, you know, their lives could be in danger. So I, I realized that it was really a matter of privilege, and that the people who are who feel okay coming out... Um, and can do that work and not feel scared, like me. Yeah. Um, Your background is that you are the child of Egyptian immigrants. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And you grew up in Northern California, in Palo Alto. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've read an article about you, so I'm just... And the address, <laughs> Eric, is... Well, what? <laughs> um, no, no, no. No, I'm no, just, no it's um, common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Um, but I... Um, I'm very interested in the, like, uh, gay Muslim perspective. Yeah. And there was something about your character, because, you know... I, Which I, character? The character you played oh, in... Oh, Prison Break. Prison Break. Because I, I only saw, like, the the Emmy clips that you have. <laughs> oh, right yeah, here. we did a failed Emmy campaign. Yeah, well, I know. It's been <laughs> usually, like... Well, you know. No, but so why first not? Time, first why, time. You know, why not? I mean, yeah. usually it's celebrities that get nominated for guest actor. Um, but you put yourself out there. Why not? Um, <laughs> Every time you put yourself out there. That's yeah, smart. No, of course, of course. But that's all I've seen of Prison Break. I didn't yeah. see anything else. Yeah, so there was... The, I saw um, those clips, but there I were want to con- ask you about something. Yeah, ask there. me. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where you obviously as the villain in yeah. you know as the villain in that in that season you know you come up to this woman who is a different kind of Muslim and you know you knew each other mm-hmm. and there's something that's said about God and she's like no it's not my God she's, and you say that there's only one God mm-hmm. this is I think at the crux of what is happening with blanket Mm-hmm. Um, statements about Muslims, yeah, um, and about um, jihadists, and about terrorism, mm-hmm. you know, and about what people are saying about Islam, you know, like mm-hmm. is Islam a beautiful religion of peace, or is Islam mm-hmm. something that foments um, violence? Uh, and I, you know, I I don't presume. To know, I th- I've read um, plenty of things about Islam that are, you know, I- Islam is, you know, one of the oldest religions. It draws from a lot of different um, sources. It it, it amalgamates, uh, you know, all kinds of other uh, thoughts and and, and cultures. Um, I don't take it, the well, view. It's like an Abrahamic religion, right? Like mm-hmm. Christianity. And yeah, Judaism. I don't think like so the they... third. It's like the yeah the third one. Yeah, they're all it, like if you read the Quran, it's like the same stories as the Bible and the right. same people and right. Jesus yeah, and exactly. Abraham and blah blah blah. Exactly. They have a slightly it's a different, messiah thing. They have a different 
thesis, similar to, to thesis Judaism about Jesus and Christianity, and death, which is like very controversial for Christians. Like they don't believe that he died. They think there was a lookalike who like stepped in for him. Oh, I don't know. It's like a whole like whoa, that, that sounds like a Shakespeare play. I know it's like a whole thing. <laughs> but Jesus but like is a Jesus more is a figure. Jesus is a figure in Islam. Yeah, he's in like the prophet. He's like revered. Yeah, but there's like a twist at the end of the story that's a little bit different. I don't know right. much about Islam. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've read I've I've read about it. What's the I just, twist? Um, that well, that like I said, like he didn't actually get crucified. The person that got crucified was someone that looked like and him. And so did Jesus so he secretly escaped. keep living and had kids and stuff? Uh, I can't remember. I think he and was like And that's the Da Vinci Code got Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or yeah, or he's still in I don't really I'm not I'm not a scholar of of that. But oh, right, right, sure. Yeah, I mean I think I think but what I'm trying to get at though is um the um people who attack, you know, uh Muslims and Islam as like an inherently mm-hmm. violent religion, which I don't think it is. Um, you know, that that advocates attacks on non-believers, whatever that might well, be. Well, Christianity does that. Exactly. They attack it non-believers does. all the time. It does. Yeah, I think, it? I think it's really no different than any other religion, and I think um, politics and, like, power are yeah. ways that oppress people, and they use yep. religion mm-hmm. to oppress people. Yep. I mean, the, the religion, the name of the religion, Islam, means peace. Right. Or submission, depending on how you look at it. Oh. So you can kind like of peace see... peace and submission. Yeah. <laughs> Peaceful sub. Um, but, like, you can see how maybe that, that is something that is, um, like, submission to God is, like, the idea. Right, But that right. could be something that could be oppressive, or it could be something that could be enlightening and, and inspiring. Um, and that's, like you said, Nathan, obviously that's true most, of any religion. Yeah, most Muslims, like, most casual Christians or Jews or whoever are fairly, um, are like peaceful, normal people. Right. Yeah. Were you, re- were you raised religious? Um, low key. I wouldn't say I'm like in a traditional religious household. Like no, one, no right. women in my family like cover their hair, which is not really a tradition. It's, it's a kind of a newer thing. Yeah. Um, in certain cultures. Yeah. And that, again, that, it's a that, cultural and political thing again like I feel like the oppression of women in like any society came out of you know fear and that has I mean that's and that's happened across religions and across the the history of I think um, yeah I think sort of borders that were kind of imposed on that part of the region Mm -hmm. and like economic interests that made it like um, convenient or um, attractive to like demonize people from that part of the world right. are sort of why some people in the West have a difficult time. Well, there's so much them ignorance. Like yeah, <laughs> no, there really there's so much ignorance, and you know our current president um, exploits that. And is, yeah, and that's been going on for a while. And after nine eleven, that got you know kind of flared up. But it was it's been going on for centuries. If you but, read. Orientalism, right. the Edward Said book, which is impossible to read, honestly. But you get the gist of the yeah, plot introduction. Eddie. It's he's so dense. wordy. It's I love dense. Edward Said, and he's like a hero. He's like a Christian Palestinian scholar. He he's passed away a while ago, but um, his main thesis is the way that the the Middle East and the Orient has been like either made to be this dark, scary, exotic place, or mm. this sort of buffoonish place or this like I don't know that that has been fueled by either colonialism or like economic interests or like oil or whatever yeah so it's been like the way that like Arab the Arab world appears in sort of the popular imagination in the west has always been low-key well I think one of the one of the big problems one of the big problems with um, with the United States is that it is isolated by oceans and people don't travel, and people don't experience other cultures, and so there's a huge amount of ignorance of the other in this country, and it lends itself to racism and intolerance, yeah, and and a horrific racist becoming president. So yeah. that's what's happened now. Hopefully, one can evolve beyond that. Yeah. You know that the fact that that was you know, a reaction to a, an African-American president with a, with a, you know, 
Yeah. Some like Muslim heritage. With a Muslim and probably Muslim. also a fear yeah. of women yeah. being in charge and power too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we have I mean, Donald Trump because people are. I also guess I mean like Hillary Clinton. How, she has a lot to answer for that. She's no saint either. I but, think sexism um, played played a huge role in two thousand six. She, I'm sure. It did. She's yeah, I don't think she was a perfect. She's candidate, one of the most did, hated yeah. people to ever live in this country and should never have been the candidate. But whatever, um, for but she's been demonized by other people, very effectively demonized, and it's unfortunate, but. She was a very bad choice, you know. She's never going to beat Donald Trump. She's not charismatic. She's not. She's That's not, such like a after the fact kind of reading, though, because no, Donald Trump just, wasn't even going to. Nobody thought Donald Trump was going to be yeah, the no, person running against her. So how can you say, yeah. "Oh, we shouldn't have nominated Hillary Clinton because she couldn't beat Donald Trump"? We didn't I, know Donald Trump was going to. I the, supported Obama over her because I I knew in two thousand eight <clears throat> this woman cannot win. She's been so effectively demonized. I would love to see a woman president. It's not going to be Hillary Clinton, and I knew that years ago. She, she just had, and she's made choices, and she's made compromises, and she's just not the one, and and she never was going to be. So unfortunately, I mean, I obviously supported her. That's how it played out. I voted for her, of course. And I like, volunteered for her. I was doing. A play I did. In Ohio. I donated for. So to I was her. like, I'm in Ohio, and I was in the swing county. I was like, right before the election. Well, I love, so I, I love that, best. and I would have. I was shocked. But I understand, of course, I understand your critique. And well, you know what? Yeah. I also didn't understand. I, I'm from New York. I I met Donald Trump in the '80s. I, I you knew. Did. I knew. <laughs> yes, I knew who that bitch was right from the. He's oh a, my god! He's There's a the fraudster. He's a he's a con man and a fraudster. And anyone in New York who was reading Spy Magazine yeah. or, or even the New York Post, you know, through the years, knew that this was like a. Like a ridiculous spectacle fraudster, but The Apprentice right. painted a different picture of him, and he was able to spin a myth about who he was. He's a failed businessman. He's incompetent. Yeah. He's an idiot. But the rest of the country didn't know that. And There's an amazing picture, I want to say in like the early 80s, of like him and... I guess Ivana Trump, when he, she was young, his wife at the time, and like Divine is there, you know, from. Yes, Trump I've Ron. seen that. And like and giving him like, shade. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like so that. Fun. It's the most like iconic. It's, thing no, ever. I love, I love. I so mean, yeah, he's. It's never he, been a surprise in New York. He's he was racist. well known to be a just a buffoon an and and a, yeah. and a failed businessman. Is he in Home Alone too? Yes. Someone yes. Told me that. I don't. But that, that at all. he is. He is in that. But that's also part of his mythology. That because I was well, a very put it in the contract because they some. They filmed something in Trump Tower, and it was like in the contract that he has to have an appearance because he's such a narcissist. Yeah, but he's just—he's a liar. He—he he said that he got a million-dollar loan from his father, and in, no, he got four hundred million dollars from his father over the years in illegal tax. Um, and he didn't you know, really pay workers what he should have. No, he's, he's racist, he's, like legally. He's racist. a horrific racist. <laughs> the list goes. He's a on white supremacist. He's a white supremacist. But like, but you know, and he's part of a symptom of what's happening now. And but I think that your decision to be visible and to be a uh, you know an exemplar of you know you are a gay Muslim person who is. Out, Are you Muslim? Out mm-hmm. and proud. Well, yeah, I guess you didn't read that advocate article. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about it. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, it's about that, and it's about like the decision to be um, visible. And what a difference that makes. And I think you are making a difference. Yeah, I think it's... Um, it really wasn't even much of a discussion. I, I, I think... But you did. I was you do talk about microaggressions yes. from your representation. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think every gay. Now, but yes, I think every gay actor can relate to that. You know, yeah. just by saying like, people. You know, people say ridiculous things like, um, "Well, can you push it up a little bit?" Or like, you know, and, and yeah, things. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was even before I'd go into the room, they would be like, "Well, this role is this, so make sure to butch it up." And I was like, "You don't know me." You don't know anything about me. Right. You, you don't, don't think I can do this. You like, don't know my art. You together. don't know my process. Yeah. You don't know what I'm going to bring yeah. to the in the room. So that was really, really hurtful. Also, there was one really big rule that I had to put myself on tape for. 
And I thought I did a really good job. And then I showed them the tape, and they're like, we just see this, like, flamingly gay guy just, like, being gay. And, that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> First of all, there's no mention of this person's sexuality. Second of all, like, That's I, what I they, looked, it was based on a real person. I looked him up, that. and he has, like, a very... I wasn't imitating his voice, but he was not particularly, like... Butch masculine, masculine himself. It wasn't yeah. John Wayne. There are straight people who, who are more <laughs> feminine than I am. There are gay people who are, who are more masculine than yeah, you the have average a, straight person. Like, there's no... That, you have a fluidity was, to yeah. you. You don't strike... Like, you don't come in here and it's like, it's Nathan Lane, or, you know, or just I like... I think I'm pretty, like... It's pretty apparent that I'm gay as I present myself as a person. But, but like, I... Not, yeah, I knew it from the moment I met you. <laughs> well, you went on a date. <laughs> but, like, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think people come in all sorts of shapes and variations and sizes, but also, like, I, you and know, why have is a that skills, bad? I'm an actor, so I know how to... And why is that bad? Why does yeah, someone say, like... Trust that you yeah. can interpret a role. Why doesn't... Yeah, if, 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 if this is not, if my natural way of being is not going to fit this role, I'm going to do what I can to, like... And you know, morph into something and that it's I think unfortunate that someone would say like, "Oh, you seem so Nelly in that clip or whatever." Just like, well, they thought they're like the the specific agents were our allies, like in a certain way. They are women of a slightly different generation, and it, they're used to having they're gay men as an accessory. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're trying to protect them. But they also feel like there's a oh, they're like so I can just walkers. say whatever I want. They to want you to be a walker. They want you to. Um, yeah, but it was just a different. Thing and I'm from a different generation and I, I never cared about, you know I came out when I was in a late teen or early twenties I think like nineteen, um, and that was difficult for, you know personal reasons with my family. But other than that, I've never, I'm sure it's cost me jobs or things or whatever. But I've never, it just wasn't an option, and especially no. when I was doing publicity for Prison Break, which was a character that could be seen as, like, a negative stereotype, like a, you know, terrorist, kind of adjacent sort right. of person. He has, like, one eye. It's sort of a ridiculous character in some ways. A terrorist adjacent? I thought he was, like, straight up a terrorist. No, like, he was so, like, even ISIS didn't want him. Like, he wanted to join ISIS, but uh, they don't like him. So he just He's, like, causing, the Ted Cruz of ISIS. He was causing his own <laughs> chaos. Yeah, yeah he just had, he had of any I mean, how I saw it is he had this big wound. And I made up my whole own story. And Wentworth and uh, Augie, who are in the show, we also had conversations, like, sort of offline conversations while we were shooting, and they were like, well, maybe he's gay, and this is him, his toxic masculinity coming out because he can't... And I was like, well, maybe. I mean, there's not a lot to justify that, but that was some of what was going on in my head to make the performance not just a stereotype. He did seem to want to subjugate that woman in the car. Yes, but I think that was more about power. They'd mm. also had a relationship before, like right. as you, in the episodes that come, you see that they've there was something going on with them before. She actually took out his eye. <laughs> oh, she's responsible for the eye. Yeah, so there's like so the that's whole... why she she's like, let's just go our separate ways. I've already taken your eye. Yeah, leave basically. me alone. I mean, something I appreciate about that is they were trying to show like, you know, Islam, the religion is not just one thing. It's not just what this guy is saying it is and the way he's using it no, to and build you, power. No, and you get that in that clip. I mean, sadly, neurosis. that's all I've seen. But yeah. but she says that. Yeah, she and says, then one like, of the main characters god, who comes back. I have my own god. Yeah. It's like, there's only one god. That I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, actually. and there's an original character, um, C-Note, who's played by, um, oh my god, <laughs> Rockman Dunbar. I can't believe I forgot his name. He comes back to the to the new series as a Muslim. He's like the he's a black Muslim basically convert. So he comes out of jail like as a Muslim, which is that's common. A thing for yeah. some reason. People go to jail and then they like discover the Quran and they're like a Muslim now and I'm gonna set my way straight. Mm, it's like super weird. No, but that's I mean that Muhammad Ali did that. Well the black jail, but Yeah, Malcolm know, X. I mean yeah, black exactly. Americans because like I think they were saying like a third of slaves in the antebellum south were originally Muslim. So some some right people so it's, it's rediscovering yeah, so some people, their black original people heritage. Yeah, I found power in that and like the nation they go Islam back to wherever it like is. That. It's Kenya or wherever it yeah. may be, and like their um, ancestors yeah. weren't so Christians, yeah. and Christianity was used to kind of like try to control them. Yeah, so, so some people have reclaimed it? that. I mean, and some so there's all sorts of interesting iterations. So what was cool is on this show that is mainly just about action and thrilling and you know. A th- How many episodes suspense. did you do? 
I did whole... five out of the nine. Mm, nice. Um, and the nice thing was they showed, even in a small way, just like a diversity of, you know, like Muslim people. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I can kind of do this, you know? And also it's a big challenge. It's kind of a character that's not, nothing like me that does things I would never totally. do. And so trying to find a way to justify that and make him a human being. And you've talked about, in well, at least <laughs> in an article, that, like, it's all based on this article that I read about you, but um, you've talked about how there are limited opportunities for, you know, um, Arab Americans, you know, and so you kind of have to, like, what are the, what are the yeah. roles going to be? Like, uh, it's, it's a terrorist in this. It's, the, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, and I've never done that before, so I was kind of proud of myself that I, that was my, I was like, if this is going to be the first sort of stereotypical character I have to play, and if that's going to transition me to a different part of my career, which it has, then... Cool. It was a comedy. Yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. fine with this. I'm also like, I know it's a big enough role and I'm a good enough actor that I can make him a human or at least try to. And that was the reason why I did a ton of publicity after that was because I was like, I'm going to present this character here and then I want to, I want people to know who I really am. Yep. And that I, I feel like I want to undo some of the damage that that character could do. Um, and you seem to have an awareness that... Um, in order for you to play a fully three-dimensional person that's that's representative of more of who you are and your yeah. experience, that you're going to have to create that yourself and write it yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still am interested in doing that. I, I just did a film last month um, that is a gay Muslim rom-com. I love I didn't write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. What's it called? Um, Breaking Fast. Um, and I'm like... I'm the funny. Interest? No, I'm the funny best friend. Actually, which what? is not what I ever expected to be. <laughs> I, who's not casting you as a love interest? I don't get it. Um, um, you should be Hoslam. Another gay um, Arab guy, Hoslaman. He's he's been around for a while. Um, he's the main character. He's and cute too. He's cute. Do you know him as well? I looked up the film and I saw oh, the people were in it and I saw him. We and just I was like, finished cute. it. <laughs> <laughs> probably, like, probably like my biggest. I have a few films that are coming out that are around that size, but it was like a really, it was like a leading role. Nice. And it was fun because I got to be funny. And, uh, but also there was like a human side to this character too. And we discuss a lot of these sort of paradoxes of these, this identity. And my mm-hmm. character is a very different perspective than the main character and what it means to be gay. And, and the name of that film again is what? Breaking Fast. Breaking Fast. and um, It's an indie, so like, who knows it's, where it's yeah, gonna... Yeah, they're gonna but it, it, try to put it out. I, yeah, I have a feeling that because it's... So I have a weird... I have more of like a... Like a quirky, weird uh, taste. Like the things that I like to watch. Mm-hmm. So like... When I first saw the script, I was excited that it was being done, but I was also like, oh, let's make this like weirder, and I want it to be mm. more complicated and dark and gritty and edgy. But I think the... And the script is very much like page by page what a rom-com is, in like a great way. And I think that that was really, in retrospect, very smart of the director to choose that, the writer and director to choose that form, because it's super easy to digest. And even though it's like super radical that this film exists, it also is unbelievably fluffy and inspiring and funny and silly yeah, and you know totally. so I think it's even more subversive for that it plays within its own formula really well yeah exactly way, yeah. whereas I like personally as like a person I'm like like weird m- more progressive or radical seeming stuff sure yeah but I think um, How, what things, is things the that mo- don't conform to like a yeah like, like this is very genre. much like we're going this is like let's go to this is what a rom-com is yeah it's what a rom-com is and it's also like playing by someone else's rules and wanting to be accepted and you know it, it's almost like the difference between some people like I don't know some people have a define queer and gay as like two slightly different things Huh. I'm sure you've talked about this. <laughs> I think queer was a little more radical. Yeah, where gay is like, like gay is yeah. like accept me into your system, and uh-huh. queer is like let's Plan tear down the system yeah. and make a new We're system that's better. Culture, right? Yeah, kind of like blazing a, a progressive yeah uh, trail. It's also a, a reclaimed yeah, like word that. that some people still find offensive. So I think it's important right. to like. I definitely is, align myself, and I think probably Nathan does too. Like more with a queer, not not an accommodating like. Oh, let's put in someone else's yeah. box, but like, 
um, more of a radical. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely gay and also very queer. Yeah, I would yeah. say that too. I would say I exist in both spaces probably. Yeah. But I think what I really appreciated about this film, like again in retrospect, was how it's going to appeal because there's not a lot of Arab representation. Like a lot of the culture, there's a lot of cultural stuff where Arab people are just going to really enjoy it for what it is, and then also be like, oh, this gay content, what is this? Oh, you right, know, so right. Arab Americans who might yeah. be slightly homophobic or not have experience with. What? Gay how people, does the is the Muslim community pretty stratified in how they feel about homosexuality and gay people? And no, stuff, it's no. pretty not um, accepted. No, no, or it's very stratified. Like, <laughs> is there different? Like, you know, in Christianity, like there are, there are many different. Uh, Denominations who yes. feel differently about. I would say the mainstream Muslim American community, like on paper, is not like overtly accepting of LGBTQ people. There are like some spin-off like mosques and stuff like that that are more open. But I think, but I think when you look at the actual, when you look at like a young person who might be coming out. There are a lot of mosques that are really understanding, and they're not like fire and brimstone. I, I think so. I think it's more progressive than you think, but we're not also not quite there yet. But the younger like, generation I, I, of Muslim there, people is very. But from what little are people I like know. are Muslims, or is there like a heaven and hell system? And yeah, are they like gay people are going to go to hell? I think some people do, but I don't think right. that's. I think that's beginning to change, like really slowly. I think in from what little I know, like yeah. I know, I know a lesbian um, Muslim. Uh, you know, person who, um, I, so from from what, what I can extrapolate, people's own families, people own communities. When there's like a person that they relate to, they accept that person, and sometimes, yeah. not always, not always, but they can yeah. sometimes, it's and they depends. can transcend whatever yeah. the right. official ideology might be, and that person can you know, kind of, like, have yeah. to navigate their own way. Yeah, I mean, at the group that I fa- founded, there was someone who came from Orange County who was very involved in a mosque there. And I always assumed, like, oh, Orange County is not only... Pretty conservative. Yeah, it's conservative for Christians and Muslims. I feel like everyone's just more religious. And, yeah. But the, he came out to his mosque, and, like, everything was fine. You know, he'd been yeah. involved, and, like, it was fine. And so, like, I had to sort of check my assumptions Because they well. loved him. You know, yeah. it's like, they, they didn't, like... They're like... Oh well, we know him, so, and he's yeah. great, and we don't. Okay. So and I and we'll I do think that. like the younger gener like the generation right below me, I think, they are very radical and like they're into like you know non-binary. I think that's the case in general across culture. Yeah, and that's true with Muslims. And I think Muslim yeah. kids are even might be even more radical because most of them are people of color and identify with like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that as yeah. well. So I think it's definitely changing. I think that the establishment of Islam, at least in the mainstream way, as something that is against LGBT people is going to be gone soon, I think. I think that's like on... Well, that sounds great. In America. I was going to say. Yeah, in America. Because, I mean, right, in other... There are places where, like, there are killings happening. Yeah, but also, like, that's also, again, like, more politics than it is religion. Sure. I mean, they use the name of religion, but that's sort of mm. like a political thing. Yeah. Um, the Middle East was actually much more accepting of LGBT people until like the turn of the century when they were trying to emulate the West. And yeah, I mean, certainly like Marrakesh, the industrial revolution. you know, and, and other places were yeah. like bastions. So it's like so a bit of a cultural and political thing and has to do with sort of power. And I don't know, I don't, I was born here and don't can't really speak like what's going on in other countries how much, much traveling in the I've been to Egypt a number of times but not recently and do you have family there still do you visit I have some family? extended family I don't really I haven't been back in a while so I've always wanted to go to Egypt it it's amazing you should br- like you'll be fine beautiful <laughs> no I just I want to I want to I want to see the it's things cheap. that are there you know just like yeah the, the pyramids and like the birth of yeah. civilization. I think the tourism is really amazing and the history is amazing and the people are amazing. They're yeah. unfortunately very oppressed. Um, yeah. They went from like one oppressive regime to like an even more oppressive regime yeah. even though yeah. they thought they were yeah. having a revolution. So that's kind of sad. But yeah, it's an amazing place. If you want to go, you should go. And I, they love tourists and I think you'll probably be safe and it'll be very inexpensive. <laughs> Um, I like all of that. All those I sound will nice. Go. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What's um, a gay scene like in Cairo? I wonder. I wouldn't there know. definitely is a gay scene, um, and if if you're not Egyptian, you're usually fine. Otherwise, there have been incidents where they've like raided gay parties. There was like parties on boats. There was a, a famous incident called like the there was a boat called the Queen Boat that got mm. raided. I actually did a reading of a play with this very famous Egyptian actor who's like a huge movie star but is in self-exile now because he's gay. Wow. Like nothing, he can go back but like he's sort of chosen not to. He's like, I'm going to stay away from And he's that. like Brad Pitt of like Egypt. Wow. So anyway, he directed this reading. I did it in San Francisco. Wow, Brad Pitt of Egypt. I know, I did it in San Francisco. He's the sweetest. I did the, this reading, I don't know, a few months ago um, of this very young playwright and he was like a young queer Egyptian playwright who I think was studying, NYU has a branch in Dubai, I think. Mm -hmm. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. So he was studying there and um, wrote this this play that's sort of like, I don't want to say like the Angels of of America, like gay Egypt, but sort of like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not quite as like mythical. Um, And yeah, there's three characters that play that are sort of ciphers for different people that were on the boats and how they've dealt with that trauma mm. and what happened. So it was, like, really so interesting. So when, when it was story. raided, what does that mean? The police came and the broke police it up came, and... they arrested people, like, sort of humiliated them, mm. raped them in some cases. Raped? Oh yeah. God. Yeah, there was all sorts of, like, trauma. So it's definitely not, you know, <laughs> they're not. it's not the same as being here. And there's a ways to go. For sure. Right. To another thing, I'm remembering from that article. Are, are you related to some um, Egyptian movie stars? I'm like very distantly related to um, this kind of Cary Grant era kind oh, of movie love. star. Because uh, you know, because there really Rusty was. Abaza, and my grandma was in a movie when she was young. Okay, because they're really with a really they're... famous. There really is like quite an Egyptian movie industry. Omar yeah. Sharif came out of it. Yeah, they were sort of like the Hollywood of of North yeah. Africa, of the Middle East for a while. I think yeah. that may be shifting a bit. I feel like Lebanon is doing. Do you more know stuff, Omar yeah. Sharif Jr.? Who's I don't like, know him. I know who he is. I've met him. Yeah, he's he um, he's he was friends with um, Roland Emmerich's mm-hmm. boyfriend at the time. Maybe they're still together. I don't know. But I used to go to parties. <laughs> These gays. Yeah, I used to go to parties at Roland Emmerich's house. Shout out. Hi, Roland. You throw great parties. Stop inviting Brian Singer. There's too much child rape oh, going God. on. Oh, God. Um, we can... No, I, I'm fine. You know what? I'm fine with that. I'm I fine don't... That. I, That's not cool. But... Um, yeah. Omar Sharif, nothing to do with any of that. Lovely gentleman, <laughs> who I, Omar Sharif Jr. Yeah, yeah. Who is blazing a trail as a gay yeah. Muslim? I don't um, think he's Muslim. Oh, maybe he's no Christian. I don't know what he identifies maybe as. Maybe Sharif. Think he's maybe Sharif was Christian. I don't even know. Um, um, it's complicated. Yeah. I'm not saying that as someone who's judging him. I just don't think he identifies as Muslim. You're right. As yeah. he's, he's a gay Arab American. Yes. Let's not say religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what his religion is. Yeah, I, I think Omar Sharif was Muslim, but like might be Jewish, and maybe that's maybe he maybe Omar Sharif Jr. is Jewish because his mom. I don't really know. Oh, you're right. Uh, I'm, you're I, right. I, I honestly can't remember, but it was something like that. But I don't think he identifies as Muslim. No, you're right, I, and I shouldn't have said that. That was an no. Assumption. It's fine. Where are you um, from? Sorry, Egy- Egypt. Uh, pa- I'm born in Palo Alto. My parents are from Cairo. Oh, Palo Alto, California. Right. Yeah, in California. Yeah. And yeah. then you went to Stanford. Yeah, you didn't go far. No. You're like, <laughs> what was I'm the, the best school I got into? I'm gonna like, go oh, right here. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't need to travel at all. Stanford's. And then here. I went straight to I'm grad school. Here. And like, where'd graduated. you go to grad school? I went to USC. Oh yeah, for. In acting. In acting. Yeah, which is also what Nathan has. Yeah, and I went straight from undergrad to grad school as well. We were, like, probably the youngest. I was the youngest in my class, and everyone just was annoyed by me. Yeah, I was one of the youngest, too. What did you major in at Stanford? English and drama. Oh, I majored in English and history at Penn. Oh, nice. Um, But, yeah, it was fun. Not too shabby. Stanford is a great (laughs) school. It is. And uh, then you went straight to acting, and now you're acting and working. How do you feel about the whole doing straight into grad school, now that you have a little bit of distance from it? Um, grad school was really hard for me. I, I, I was, I, I definitely held my own, but there was one, the second year I was just really kind of depressed because I just wasn't ready to confront some of the things that were being brought up, which is kind of what they do in grad school, yeah. or at least in my program. 
Um, and, uh, but I think, I don't think it's something everyone has to do, but I think I'm glad I did it right away because especially in, I ended up, I didn't think I would end up in LA for some reason. Mm-hmm. Where did you think be? I thought I'd be in New York doing theater, like off Broadway or something. Uh-huh. Um, but LA still tends time. to be pretty, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, this probably is better. This is point. more lucrative to this. It's definitely more lucrative, but it's <laughs> also like, it's straight youth. to Broadway. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't have probably happened, but it's, it's kind of a youth obsessed you know, industry that we're in. So I'm glad that I went in as quickly as possible. Yeah. As quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. I don't think it's something everyone has to do though. I just needed to because Stanford's drama department wasn't, it was very academic. And was it didn't prepare you for the real world. Not really. It was more like theoretical. Yeah, it was like abstract, post-modern Maybe I'll teach these things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And they wanted me to like do a thesis and get a PhD. And I was like, I don't know. That was my experience just with the undergrad that I took at Penn. Like, no one ever gave me a single practical piece of advice. Every professor that I ever had was like, you should do what I do. You should teach. I'm like, "Mm." yeah. Like, there was no, like, here's what happens in the real world. It wasn't until I graduated. And, you know, I took every film class that they offered. Um, it wasn't until after I graduated and I started to, like, get, you know, get a job on a commercial. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, now I see what the jobs are here. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to be in front of the camera acting, but I kind of understand what a producer does now. Yeah. In a way that no one explained to me when I was in school. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. teachers don't know the industry that well. It also no. has changed <laughs> since they might have been in it. I mean, at Stanford, we only had, like, really two acting teachers that were full-time, and I would just take their class back and forth. I would say the one thing that was really beneficial is that just because it was a small department, um, I was in, like, 30 plays. I don't know, I just did so much. Well, that's great. That even though I wasn't... You know, I still had a long way to go in terms of how to get out of my own way, which is basically what <laughs> acting is. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I had a lot of sort of, um, I guess, a natural aptitude for it and a lot of just practical experience. And sure. So that was like you really did helpful. so much of it. Yeah. yeah. So I would say like if I was in like a BFA program at a competitive school, I probably wouldn't have done as much or would have had to fight more. Um, and honestly, I just, I was kind of a late bloomer and just wasn't ready to, I just wasn't ready for a conservatory training until I was a bit older, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think if I was, like, in a BFA program with these, like, young, beautiful people, I would have been really confused and would have probably missed out on some essential life things that I had to learn, mm-hmm. which I did a lot of at Stanford, a lot of learning the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, that's that's life. I mean, we all, yeah. like, we, we learn and grow at our own pace and according to our own experience. And, and it's not unrelated to, to acting, you know? I feel like sometimes if people are very right. sheltered and don't have a lot of life experience, they might be very technically proficient, but they're very, like, sterile and you don't really, it's hard to connect to them. So I think right. it is a balance. If of, you've only had, like, yeah. very limited experience with, like, a crazy love affair or whatever, yeah. that... Yeah. How are you going to play that? Yeah, I mean, obviously you know? your imagination is always a big part of it, but I think life experience is an, a, an essential thing, too. Totally. But some people are like, I don't know, some people are like naturals. I think that's the thing, too. That's, I don't no, think that, that was true. me, but some people don't need to go through any training. They're just so great. I yeah. Mean, that's it. Yep. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they just people have just it. need different things. They just, and, and they can just do it. Yeah. And they have access, and they can bring you in. Yeah, you know, which just, is what that's what yeah. an actor needs to do. Yeah. Are, so are you writing now? I'm really you, not. I really should be, but I'm not at all. Because yeah, you you did speak <laughs> about that. You're not taking your own advice from I'm an advocate article, but like that's what that's what you will need to do to fully uh, realize your potential because the American entertainment industry is not going to give you yeah um the opportunity to show everything you can do you you'll have to work in a box that that this country yeah i mean it is changing though i tested for a couple pilots this last year which was kind of my first time doing that and so that was sort of a testament to the fact that people were willing to see me in a role that and they weren't like He's Middle Eastern and this. It was there nothing to do with my identity. I love that. Or I love it. And why not? One you was should be gay and one wasn't. That. Yeah. yeah, so that was that's encouraging. It's still very slow and frustrating. It's like Yeah. 
No, it is. And yeah, then, and the horrible. opportunities are very limited. <laughs> yeah. And Hollywood continually but needs it is to sort learn, of changing. Yeah. Hollywood continually needs to learn that people will respond to stories that are good no matter who the stars are. Like, Filthy Rich Asians seems to be like yeah. a huge like revelation. Like, oh, people will go see yeah, well, that was a movie with Asian leads. Yeah. Like, but, but again, it was put into this. But people could have learned thing. that from the Joy Luck Club in the yeah. the nineties. You know, it's just like it yeah. do something good that's written well, yeah. and people will see it, and not just people of that culture. Yeah, you know, and that is something that Hollywood needs to learn over and over and over again. And I don't know what the Arab American equivalent of that is, but it hasn't really happened. It yet, hasn't I don't think. really ha- hasn't happened at all. No, no. Um, but it should, and you should write it. Well, I think, yeah, and I think the, the movie... <laughs> a I just, big, fat, gay Arab wedding. Well, I think yeah. the, the movie I just did is kind of like that. Good. So, which is kind of exciting, because it's very accessible, and again, it, like, re- represents, like, Arab culture and Arab-American culture in a way no other film really has, in addition to being, like, a queer film. So mm-hmm. you're going to get, like, that nice. audience, then you're going to get, like, the LGBT audience... And then I just think it's well, I it's hope like it's, a, it's like crazy rich Asians where it's like enjoyable to anyone because it's. I hope at the very rom-com, least it so. goes to Outfest and I yeah, can I see mean it we'll there. see. It'll definitely be at something. I don't know yeah. what the who knows, but I think if it's if it comes together well and it gets seen, it will be a thing. There's like no way it won't because nothing is it just hasn't been done. Yeah, before. Well, that, and I that's know. yeah, and it's good to put something out there that's new and that people yeah. gravitate towards. Like, oh my god, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year was really interesting for me because I didn't do any of the stuff I thought I was going to do. (laughs) Like, I had two plays lined up that ended up leaving. One, because I got this really big film role that ended up stalling out, which was very frustrating. Mm. And then the other one, because I decided to do a different play, basically. Um, And I just wanted wanted to be... It would have been out of town. I kind of wanted to be home. Um, So I ended up doing three projects that were all very queer, but, like, extremely different. I did an indie film in the spring in Austin. Um, Mm. That's like this kind of quiet, weird Austin queer drama that was filmed in 3D. (laughs) 3D? Interesting. Yeah. A quiet drama in 3D. Yeah, I've never been to Austin Austin before. (laughs) Yeah, and I had like my cousin, my cousin was a freshman at the time at UT, and she came and. How long were you in Austin for? For like eight days. Oh, that's fun. That's a nice so, little And I only really worked shoot. three, so I got to like kind of... I played the, the ex-boyfriend of the lead, and there's like a bunch of like flashbacks. And Were you in Austin proper, like in the city mm-hmm. filming? Oh, nice. That's cool. So it was really, really fun. But anyway, I got to do that. And then the next kind of big thing... Did you I go did, out in Austin at all? Uh, oh, yes. What was Austin <laughs> like? Much. What's the... It's what's crazy. The Everyone's like crazy. I've really? been. I really want to go. Like, like what are the bars? Is it like a WeHo? I barely remember, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite like WeHo. There's like a... I think it's 6th Street. There's like this whole street with no cars can go on that's like all bars. Like every kind of bar. Oh, gotcha. As far as the eye can see. Yeah. There's like the ratchet part. I think it's like South 6. And there's like the more posh part. That's like North <laughs> oh, I love it. And then there's like gay bars sort of sprinkled throughout. Oh, there was this really... Oh, so it's all just mixed together. It's my just a favorite party. Yeah, my favorite one, I can't remember what it was called. It was like something Charlie's or like down on your luck Charlie. I don't know, something like that. It was like <laughs> down and out Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. I don't know, but it was this kind of... Because Austin's also really like live music capital mm. of the world. Sure. So there was like a live music venue outside and it was like a queer bar and then also they had this like vegan truck. Oh. With, like, it was like kind of like... and But it was very chill so like, you could kind of go there and just like do some work or you could go there and like... You know, Have some drinks. Get lit. Yeah. Get lit. Um, Charlie. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. Something Charlie's. If you know, listeners, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, I can look it up in my butt. That would be too, that would be too easy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it was interesting, too, because uh, I felt very, like, I didn't realize how L.A. I am. I've been in LA for like almost ten years. I didn't realize because when Californian I went Californian in general. Yeah, so Cal- when I went out in Texas, everyone was wearing like sensible clothing, and I'd go out in like mesh, a mesh crop top, yeah, and be like, total. hey, and everyone was like, who is? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they loved it. Yeah, I was like, they were like an icon, and I was oh, like, the boys ate you up. I'm sure. <laughs> you were like, who little me? who doesn't like the, a mesh? The filmmakers were really great, know. and they like took us around. Um, 
we went to this like after hours play. After hours mm-hmm. are the same anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We'll never play a song that you recognize. <laughs> but it was really fun. <laughs> Lots of laser beams. Was it a was it a dirty warehouse? I don't even remember. It was like a barn. A lot. It was fun though. I had fun. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, for sure. <laughs> and it was also like really it was this weird period in my life because I was supposed to do this play at Yale, this really cool play about the Syrian situation. Mm. And I sort of declined it to do this big movie that was supposed to be like my big sort of next big step in my career. Mm. The movie sort of stalled out. I didn't do the play. In the interim, I had this like wretched breakup with someone that was like, Aww. yeah. So like that was, I was sort of fresh yeah. off the heels of I that. I hear you about that. Mm. So I was sort of <laughs> traumatized, <laughs> like doing the, I kind of unexpectedly doing this movie in Austin. And then I just, I'd gone to Coachella sort of on a whim. My brother had a free ticket. Nice. You so, went last year? Yeah. When Beyonce performed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was there. First weekend. I VIP. was here. VIP. Yeah. The best thing that's I've ever a, seen. That's the way you gotta do it. My brother gave me a free ticket and I was like, oh, but, okay. uh, no, but it's I, your brother. I me. even yeah. more so like, I'm like, no, gotta be helicopter. Helicopter yeah, in, that's helicopter the best out, way in. That was my first time there, so it was really fun. I mean, my, my joke, and I'm not really joking, but you know, my joke was like, I will go with Prince as his guest to Coachella. Well, he's dead now, so that's not going to happen. But that was uh, that, that was my threshold. Do you have a new person? Did you see nope. him at the forum? No. Nope. Oh, I saw him everywhere. Because you remember he was at the forum for like a month. Yeah, no, I did. I, well, I went oh, to yeah. this, and that was like music. And it was like 25 bucks. That, that was, was the amazing. musicology tour. Wow. No, it wasn't even 25 bucks. Like, you showed that you bought musicology. And you could come back. And you, that was the ticket. What? Or it was like... I just remember he was no, a yeah, residency. Maybe it was twenty. It, it was it was more than yeah. I paid something for it. But and he always had like the most amazing people opening for him, and it was a different. I mean, my favorite. It was my, amazing. I mean, he did. He performed in and around Hollywood a lot, and he did, started to do parties and things like that. But um, I went to an Emmy party at the um, Mondrian, yeah, the Sky Bar, and someone had you know invited me to it, and we get there, and the publicist came up to the person that invited me and was like. Oh, good! You're you're just in time for Prince's second set. What? And I was like, second set? What? We had just been at some like Fox party before that. I was like, we could have been here watching Prince. I was like, uh, oh no! I was furious, but at know. least there was a second. No, but set. it was so it was such a privilege. I walked right up to the stage. Yeah. It was him and his. Woman backup band Third Eye Blind. No, 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 that's not what it was called. No, called Third Eye or something because they right like, the thing. These yeah, two yeah. women, they had like the thing, and um, it at Sky Bar. You've been to Sky Bar, yeah. It was just I right. He was that. right there, and I'm just like, uh, where's mean, Sky Bar? It's at the Mondrian Hotel oh. on Sunset. Yeah, I've been to Mo- the Mondrian. Well, that's what well, Skybar like is. Skybar, like cool. Skybar is the deck. Yeah, at the Mondrian. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there multiple times. I mean, yes, there is. There is like that's like the classic the, LA thing. Where you're like, what is that? I've never been there. And then you like get there. You're like going like, for no, time. Like, and you're like, oh, I've been twice. <laughs> <laughs> but just to walk in and unexpectedly see Prince do a set, like, I mean, that's right in front of me, it was just, like, the best yeah. ever. Anyway. Yeah, Beyonce, but I don't know, what, what can I say? It well, was, no, like, I... The best, I like, objectively, the best thing I've ever seen. I saw that on yeah. YouTube. Oh, my God. I mean, just being there was crazy. I can't imagine. I was so much, So much serotonin. <laughs> she just... Yeah, no, she just, like... And that's what all the coverage about it was. It's, like... Beyonce just like ruined concerts forever because you just kind well, of. Well, this like, year my friends want to go and I'm like, I don't know. I, I know. Pay I last year. Year. It's, like, it's not going to be Beyonce. I know. I actually already am seeing Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh, nice. So I was like, do I need to see her twice? I'm going to do a backup. I'm back. about to see Robin. Um, oh, in February. Uh, in February. Yeah, I got VIP for that. Um, Amazing. If somebody still, drops out and you have an extra ticket, I, I was supposed to look into that. I do have an extra ticket. <gasps> oh, oh my wow. God. I, invited, oh my I had God. to throw oh out of a life. Oh my God. I would love, 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 love. Please come. Wow. Done. Please I mean, come. I mean, oh changed. my God. <laughs> I love Ron. I wanted to go, but the tickets were like 200 bucks. I, I know. Like, that's what I paid. Oh my God. I paid more than that for VIP. Oh my God. Oh my God. Balcony VIP. I definitely paid a lot for my Ariana Grande floor seats. Where are you seeing and I her feel at? ashamed at the forum. Okay, nice. Yeah, Don't yeah, feel yeah. ashamed. Treat <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Enjoy it. Do something nice for yourself. But now, yeah, I guess, yeah. 
what what is that prison break money for if not to have a well. nice well really to probably sustain <laughs> to you for a long pay time. My rent. Yeah. yeah. Food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shelter. Well, but it cat will litter. it will be replenished by other cat. things. Oh yeah. One cat. Yeah. So I tell myself, yeah. yeah well, you have to, but you know, but it will, it will. Like no I'm sure that will. So oh yeah, you, but I was saying yeah, I was saying the and the the kind of third the Austin movie and then the big gay Muslim rom com and then I did Love. a play that was an adaptation of um, uh, the picture of Dorian Gray mm-hmm. that ends up being this that like, actually came up in our last podcast another queer too. you know thing that ended up being like one of I hadn't done a play Oscar in a while Wilde. yeah and it was a director I really admire and it was. It was just an amazing experience. The character I was playing was Basil, the painter, and he, um, yeah. He you talk of, about radical queer. Yeah. Oscar Wilde was a fucking baller. Yeah. Radical queer. Good for him. I know. And and reading. Love. I don't know if you've read that like massive letter he wrote to Bozy, yes. his ex lover. I mean, yes, I've seen. I've seen all of the plays about him and. And Dorian Gray was sort of. Yeah. It was weird because he when he was, it was in, basically a horrible. You mean when twink he was in jail that like took him down and ruined his life. Yeah, and Dorian Gray is basically that. More than once. Horrible stay twinks. Stay away from horrible twinks. Horrible twinks. But the thing is, like, he wrote. I'm, I'm trying to. He stay wrote afloat. it before that whole thing <laughs> happened, where Bozy basically yeah. paved the way for him to go to prison. Yeah. But somehow it was like a pro. He like wrote the story before, but it sort of like foretold what was going to happen. Yeah. But anyway, it was really it was really interesting for me, and it was also really healing because I I was still in your breakup. Yeah, I was still in the mode of dealing with someone who has had a very powerful influence over me in mm-hmm. a certain way, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know how this director knew that I was <laughs> you, right for this part because I've never done anything like that before. You brought but that was, with you into the room. Yeah, they yeah. Get right energy for and it. I, yeah. I saw that you, that you directed it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. It was, uh, I, I wish I could talk more eloquently about it, but it was, it sort of encapsulated a little, it was very gratifying to know that even in like turn of the century, it was the right piece at the right having. time for you. Yeah. You were able to exercise some so that's all to say things. that I had a very queer year in terms of I love acting it. stuff. So what's it. coming up for you? What anything that you can plug now that well these two movies out? haven't come out yet. Um, well, one is called Spring Bloom. The other one is called Breaking Fast. Breaking Fast is a rom com. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, then Spring Bloom is like the indie uh, queer Austin. Oh right, <laughs> crazy yes. Crazy drama. And those movie. Yeah. those don't yet have release dates. No, uh, not that I know of. Okay, cool. They're in post production. Um, the play's over, so you can't see it. Ha, ha, ha. But they can see your, uh, your <laughs> they can read the heroin turn on <laughs> yeah, prison break. Reviews. LA Times had interesting interesting things to say about me, and oh, then cool. um, interesting good. It's good and bad. <laughs> God, reviews are hard to read. Who cares about reviews? No, they don't matter. I was just sort of like, oh, well, I'm not going to change that, but okay. Um, totally. And uh, I'm doing. I'm narrating an audiobook like in a week and a half. Cool. It's this really cool. Uh, it had, the book hasn't come out yet. It's called The Perfect Assassin. It's by K. A. Dorr, who's a kind of queer writer. Mm. And it's sort of a Hunger Gamesy, except it's in this fictional sort of desert land post-apocalypse and the and the characters are queer but a lot of them are queer but in this very like casual way it's not like about them being queer which is kind of amazing they just Mm. happen to be queer yeah it's just like the gear worker is like you know his muscles got a big dick yeah not 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 that explicit but they would be like i don't know like the young protagonist is all of a sudden like finds himself interested in this guy sort of like surprisingly so it's really and then right. the way you say gear worker alone I'm like there's so a there's old. a greasy gear worker yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay <laughs> wind my clock <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that and that will probably be released before any of the films Very um, cool. and then I'm attached to a few projects that I probably again don't know Shouldn't when they're gonna again. start yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and your social media if people want to follow you Oh yeah, um, on Instagram I'm at, at Feisty Pharaoh, which is notoriously <laughs> difficult to spell. 
I, I spelled it wrong when I sent it to Eric. It's because usually E-I. the rule is I before E except after C, but not in the word feisty for some reason. Or my last I got name. lost in that advocate article. I really that's where that's where my preparation kind of like it's well, a good article. More than the, Who just wrote an that? Instagram like feed. it's it's a very well he, written he thing. was amazing. It, um, and it's so it's it's nice showcase for you. Yeah, I also article. like like sort of bared my soul to him yeah. in a naive I haven't done PR stuff in a uh, while well, way but I'm glad I did it was good it was kind of ultimately very like healing and people were very supportive yeah oh, nice. no regrets none fantastic um, and uh, what was I gonna do you ask me about something uh, feisty Farah. oh yeah and then on Twitter I'm my, it's my name Amin Al-Gamal and then I have a Facebook page but I don't really sure I don't really use any of it much right now. I'm like That's for people to wish you a happy birthday. And your yeah. You know what? Friends. Those pages are for other people to take care of and post for you because you're a star. And so you need somebody working behind the scenes doing person. all of your shit for Where's you. that person for us? <laughs> I know. We you need an intern. We, well, we, we might have something like that. We, yeah, we're we're, nice we're support bringing you. support yeah. onto <laughs> our... Support is coming. Yeah, Delegate. Coming. And better audio is coming. Apologies. Yeah, we are, the audio is awful, but we're going to upgrade the audio. It's still in process. Yes. If yes. you heard like 10 episodes ago, we were talking about that. <laughs> we, we're trying. The forces are conspira- you know, conspiring to prevent that from happening, but yeah, it will. Dark Lord. Voldemort's it, back. It definitely will happen. It will happen. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you Carter. for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Stay tuned for next week when we have another guest. Bye. Bye. (laughs)